The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Joy Unleashed. I'm your humble host and resident joyologist, Colleen Greco. And today I am so excited to welcome Carol Cavino to the show. Um, she is it just an absolutely inspirational, um, amazing woman full of a ton of knowledge. So without further ado, let me just welcome her to the show. Thank you, Colleen. I am delighted to be here. Thank you, Carol. I am so excited for this conversation today. You have um, just, I mean, there are so many ways we could take this conversation. Um, so first, before I dive into my long list of questions, <laughs> um, if you could just give us uh, a brief introduction of your background and, um, you know, for the viewers and listeners today. Yes, absolutely. So I am a health, fitness, and nutrition coach, and I work primarily with women over 45, 50, and beyond who are in that perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal window. And I really help them to dial in their nutrition, gain muscle, lose body fat, and really live out their life fully in that second half of life. Beautiful. Uh, such a uh, immediate, amazing need. Um, first of all, I just, I'm going to embarrass you for a second, but can we just get, get a glimpse of those arms? I mean, oh. <laughs> your, your arms are everybody's dream, right? Even just, even just moving your hair and seeing the detail of your arm, it's like, <laughs> I, I love those arms. I've had those arms. I think I'm pretty close to having them again. But I mean, just that I love that that definition Aww. that comes right along here. It's beautiful. Thank so, you. I, I think sorry muscle to put you on the is. Spot, <laughs> no, that's good. I'm I think muscle what, is awesome. I love muscle. I'm, I'm going to say what everybody else is thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. So give us an idea of what brought you, you know, to where you are today. What is what is part of your backstory? Well, I was a skinny marathon runner for all through my 40s. I'm 62 now. And I ran several marathons, had my, you know, three little kids, my whole family, never, never picked up a, never picked up a weight. So my focus was, you know, run around with the kids and in my spare time do loads of cardio, boot camps, uh, marathons, all of the things. 
And what I started to experience was this kind of burnout starting around 45 to 50, where I, I really was lacking energy and I didn't like how my body looked. So I was looking in the mirror going, you know, all of this running, all of this cardio is doing the opposite of what I thought it was going to do. And I thought there has to be a better way. And so as I was nearing 50, I was in and around 48, I started to lift weights and work with a trainer and realized, oh, wow, okay, I'm onto something here. And then I broke my foot. I broke my metatarsal and couldn't run for a period of time. So that left me with just the weights. And that's when I noticed, okay, I'm looking even better now that I'm not running all of these miles. I was, oh, 75 to 100 miles per week. And then from there, the nutrition piece came in and I decided to do a bodybuilding show. So I competed in figure. There's different divisions. There's bikini, figure, classic bodybuilding. Figure is kind of in between the bikini look and the bigger bodybuilding look. So I did my first show got hooked, went on to do, I think it's like 16 shows and did my last one about a year ago. Anyway, through that process, uh, women began asking me, how did you do it? How did you do it? I was teaching group fitness at the time, personal training. And then I added on the coaching, began coaching women for the stage. And, and then it just evolved over time as I went through that perimenopausal menopausal window. I realized there was such a need for nutrition and fitness and exer exercise coaching for women. There, it just was a demographic that was being largely ignored. And I began to put my focus more into learning about the hormones, how nutrition and exercise affects those hormones. And that brought me to where I am today. Okay. I, again, will ask the question that everyone is, is thinking in their mind. Um, you know, when you talk about that, that phase of life, perimenopausal, menopausal, um, and, and maybe, maybe this is a, a, a general statement for women, even outside of that phase where immediately, and I see this with my clients all the time, immediately people think I'm not happy with my body. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go for a run. And they absolutely destroy themselves going, you know, two hours a day, five, six days a week, put everything else aside. They do that for about three weeks, usually four mm -hmm. weeks. It's cute for about five minutes. And then they become resentful and they sort of, you know, give up and say, well, it doesn't work for me. My body's just different. I'll never look like Carol, for example, right? Because that's what we do too, is we compare ourselves to, you know, someone else. And I, I love what you're saying because you did a lot of that like hardcore training. Marathon training is not easy. I've done it. And it takes a, a huge commitment, but you can't outrun a bad diet. And I think that's what you're getting at too, is, you know, when you started to look at the nutrition portion of it to say like, maybe I can, well, in your case, you had to scale back because you had a broken bone um, or several bo broken bones, but you know, you had to scale back and say, I have to find a different way to make all of this work. So did that become sort of like a blessing to you in this journey? Oh, yes. Yes. I look at that 
that break in the foot definitely as a, a blessing and an opportunity because it allowed me to figure things out. I just was on this trajectory of more is better as far as cardio is concerned. And mm-hmm. it was funny because I started running in my early 40s. I ran in high school, but I picked it back up again because I was looking going, my legs look flabby and I, I'm looking flabby. And so for some reason, I was thinking, okay, if I just get out there and pound the pavement and run, 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 I'm going to have these gorgeous, beautiful toned legs. Yeah. Your legs are flabby. <laughs> so you're going to work your legs. Right. It makes perfect sense. Right. Well, it only made it worse because then I just kept getting, you know, thinner. I kept losing more and more muscle. And I'm like, what is happening? What is going on here? I've got to figure this out. And that really opened that door because when I couldn't run and I was stuck in this boot cast and I was, I was actually in that boot cast for months because it was the break in the foot tried to go back to running and snapped a tendon in my foot and was back in the boot. Yes, it was a whole thing. And during that time, all I could do was lift, work with my trainer, lift weights. That's when I went, okay, wow, I'm not doing all the cardio. I'm lifting the weights. I'm looking better. Things are starting to go the direction. I'm starting to get the shoulders. I'm starting to, um, you know, have more of that muscle tone that I was after. It's amazing. I had a very similar um situation where, you know, again, injury comes in. And so you turn to, well, what else can I do? Um, about seven or eight years ago, I think it was now I tore, um, my hamstring, but from the attachment point. So from my butt to my leg right there, and I was doing CrossFit. And so I was like, well, I could still row with one leg, right? So I'm trying to still... (laughs) One leg kind of propped out to the side and the other one, I'm just, I'm going and <laughs> doing deadlifts with one leg. I'm doing squats as much as I can with one leg and trying to work around it. People thought I was crazy. I'm pretty sure I was, but you know, I, I just had such a love for it. I loved how I felt it. You know, it produced all of those feel good hormones that we all, you know, um, crave, but my nutrition wasn't right. And that became pretty evident. You and I shared, you know, the trauma um, that had happened here. And so that really caused me to get my nutrition in check. And once I did that, I realized the exercise portion is far more for my mental health than my physical health. Um, the, The vanity portion is a huge factor. And I absolutely love that as well. But um, amazing how when I started to figure out the foods that supported my fitness goals, those pieces came together. Oh yeah, the nutrition yeah. is so huge. Yeah. yeah, and that took me a while. I got the exercise piece, the strength training piece first, and then the nutrition followed. You know, I'm going to say you know two three years later before I figured that out. I I I I was eating a diet, and you can probably relate to this. That was primarily carbohydrates. Well, they are the most fun, <laughs> <laughs> and we were told to carb up back in the day. So yeah. before a race, it was like go eat pizza, go eat pasta, and I I didn't necessarily put on weight, but it was just giving me this very soft 
flabby look and then you know just kind of that belly fat thing going on even though I was thinner so definitely a skinny fat yeah the diet I had and when I began to work with a nutrition coach on my first show that's that's when I really dialed in the protein carbs and fats and realized the importance of protein yeah and the job they all play in the body yes so so now as you're you know you're kind of in the mix of the shows and perimenopausal and then menopausal. What were some of the challenges that came up that made you realize that, you know, there's a lot of myths out there about how your body changes with menopause. There, there are a large majority of women um, that say, well, that just makes me fat. That's how, that's how things work. That's menopause. I'm here to say, I'm not sure that's completely true, but I'm not in the mix of it yet. I just know the science behind it. So I'd love to hear from somebody that has, you know, is either in it or on the other side of it. You know, what's your take? Well, there's so many things that occur and we definitely do not have to accept belly fat, weight gain, looking old. We don't have to accept those things, but we do have to change things. That That is just inevitable. What mm -hmm. worked in our 30s and even early 40s, by the time you hit 50, it, it's it's just flat, not going to work anymore. So our bodies in perimenopause, the years leading up to menopause, become more vulnerable to the effects of stress. And the hormone cortisol, which most people are familiar with, cortisol, fight or flight, it becomes dysregulated often. So it can be too, too high, too low. It can be low when it's supposed to be high and vice versa. It basically, we just don't respond to stress as well, which causes this dysregulation with the hormone cortisol. We have more cortisol receptors in our abdomen. So there, there's something called cortisol belly because we have, I believe it's like four to five times more receptors for that particular stress hormone with, within our, our core, our abdomen. Then we begin to have a problem with insulin resistance. So we, when we have these dysregulated cortisol levels, if cortisol is high, chronically high due to chronic stress, glucose, blood sugar also is going to be high to get our bodies ready for that fight or flight to mobilize us. Digestion kind of slows down. This blood sugar goes up. And as a consequence, over time, we, begin, we can become insulin resistant. Doesn't happen to every woman, but it's, it's really quite common. Um, the hormone insulin, uh, just to kind of give a really quick background, yeah. it is responsible. You eat a meal, blood sugar goes up, that's normal. Insulin comes in, it shuttles that into the muscles, if we have muscles, and into the cells. Later on for energy, the problem occurs when this is happening too often. Insulin is coming in too often. The brain, the body ceases to recognize it and insulin can no longer do its job. This leads to insulin resistance. So we have all of these factors. The drop in estrogen can cause all kinds of problems with bone loss, uh, brain fog, uh, loss of muscle because estrogen is highly protective. Uh, cardiovascular is protective for that as well. Uh, at the same time, uh, progesterone goes bye-bye, and that's kind of our calm anti-anxiety. I can get to sleep at night. 
And then you add on to that a potential drop in testosterone. Not every woman experiences this. I did. Everything tanked for me. And that's further muscle loss. And so there's there's all of, it's like this perfect storm. So if we don't start certain things like strength training, which should be non-negotiable, absolutely mm -hmm. non-negotiable, and getting enough quality protein, and really watching our stress levels and energy levels and sleep, then yes, we can gain weight. Yes, we're more vulnerable to that. But it is a matter of recognizing and making some lifestyle changes. And then boy, can it be such a fantastic time of life. Like, like I love my 50s. I, I'm loving my 60s. It's, it's amazing. Well, again, I think I'll say what everyone is thinking. Number one, you do not look 62. And you told me that when we first met and I didn't believe you. <laughs> Number two, you know, women generally, again, I'm making like vast generalizations, shy away from protein. They they think that's like what men eat. And I try to tell them all the time, it is protein and water, in my opinion, are the secret sauce. If you can become friends with them, you can hit your goals. And so many times people fight that. And I tell them, geez, please just trust me. Like this, this is going to get you where you need to go. So how is it that you tackle the topic of, I don't want to eat a lot of protein. I don't like chicken. I don't like eggs. I don't like plant-based proteins. I encourage women to start very slowly with their protein intake and just a little bit at a time. So that was me. I did not like eggs. I, I really didn't like red meat. I, I wasn't I would eat chicken, but it wasn't my go-to. I liked cheese and grilled cheese sandwiches and pasta and all of those types of things. And to me, eating protein was peanut butter or, or cheese and they're not, mm -hmm. they're fats. So I went through this whole thing and I remember, you know, trying to make my first omelet and loading it up with cheese because I'd been told by my coach, you've got to eat, you've got to have eggs for breakfast. But over time, as you, as you're lifting weight, I will say this, it, it starts to shift. And as you incorporate this protein in, it moves from, I don't want this to, I have to have this. This is yes. what my body needs. It, it will, it will shift and you can do it. And just starting simple, starting with, you know, incorporating a protein shake every day and finding a few recipes that, you know, maybe have a type of protein that you like, like fish or, you know, chicken or whatever. And just slowly bringing that protein count up. Because if you bring it up too fast, that is difficult on the digestion until mm -hmm. your body gets used to it. But but there is that switch. And I've seen it many times with my clients. They go from barely being able to get 40 grams into, wow, now I need that, uh, you know, 120 grams a day. It's so funny that you say that because when I was on my weight loss journey, I would have these, you know, the little Ziploc um, snack bags, little tiny ones. Yeah. I would have for a snack, grilled chicken, so I'd have my little spoon, you know, I'm at the boys soccer games or something and I have a little uh, fork, not a spoon fork. And I'm just like eating chicken. Like I see nothing wrong with it. And they're like, you bring chicken to a soccer game. And I'm like, but that's what I need. I literally like your body does crave it. Once you have 
respected it respected it enough to fuel and feed it the way that it really needs to be fed you almost feel like you don't get a vote anymore right and it's like right. i just have to give it what it wants oh yeah it your body will begin to i say scream my mind just started screaming at me feed me and not feed me chips or whatever or a diet soda which was my go-to back in the day but you yes. know go go eat <laughs> go eat something substantial you know go eat a, a good quality piece of salmon or a chicken or whatever the case is so as you're you're coaching these clients that are in the midst of change we'll call it <laughs> um what would you say is the number one uh like common thread that comes up with women at this period in their life? Uh, definitely the, and it's going to sound funny, but the belly fat is the number one thing that, that I hear when they come to me. And then I would say things such as uh, poor sleep, lack of energy, brain fog, you know, that, that hormonal cascade of symptoms. But initially mm -hmm. it's just like, what is going on with my body? Because as estrogen starts to decline, you know, we're nearing our 50s, that estrogen's declining, we're having more of a problem with blood glucose, blood sugar regulation. We tend to put on body fat through the midsection. So when we're younger, it goes to the hips, it goes to the legs. I remember those days having most of my weight through my hips, through my butt, through my, through my legs. All of a sudden, it's like going to the middle. It's not going to the hips like it was going. And so that initial wake up call for women, it's, it's kind of the aesthetics gets them first. Like, why does my body look, look the way it looks? So that is a common, a common complaint that I hear. Well, you're right. It's, it's, I used to be able to, or I used to look like, or this used to fit and now something's changed and I'm not happy. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. And so I also want to like uh, tap into the time of your life when you were in um, training for these shows. Um, and before I forget, actually, I do want to make sure we share your Instagram because I can get so involved in these conversations <laughs> and I forget. So here's Carol's Instagram. Please make sure you follow her. Um, but these shows are really intense in terms of the training, at least in the last, let's say, 12 weeks, right? When you're mm -hmm. really in your cut and really disciplined on the food and the types of workouts that you're doing. And so then competition day comes, you know, show day comes and you, you are on stage and then you're judged and whatever. And then you go home. And what is your advice for the person? Because I definitely have people in my life that do this. And I always say, please have a plan for that afternoon and the next five days after that or else. So what is your what is your advice for people that, you know, want to try this as, as, a, as a means to maybe getting things started um, so that they can remain successful and not have that 15 pound weight gain that we hear so much about? Oh, so common. It, it is very difficult, very difficult because, and it's really not the woman's fault when she's regaining that weight. It can seem like it, like, why are you going and eating all the things? What's wrong with you? And I felt that way. The, the first couple of shows I did, 
I would just gorge the minute I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I I just wanted everything. I wanted Mexican food. I wanted Chinese food. I wanted chocolate. I wanted everything at once. Then you begin to understand the science behind it. It makes more sense. When you are taking your body fat down to that level, our brain doesn't like it. Our brain wants us to stay alive. It doesn't care what we look like in a bikini. Our brain wants us alive. So we start to get a dysregulation of the hunger hormones. So ghrelin is what, if you think of the growling gremlin, makes us hungry. Leptin is the hormone that says, hey, I've had enough to eat. So ghrelin goes way too high. So your brain is screaming, eat, eat, eat. Leptin goes all the way down to nothing. So you eat and you you don't feel satisfied. So psychologically, it is a mind game. Physically, it's very difficult. So first of all, understanding if you're going to do this, that taking your body down to that ultra low, low body fat is really not healthy and it's not sustainable. It's something you do for this 30 seconds that you're up on stage to get trophies and get the attention of the judges so they can see all the definition. It is not reality. It's not sustainable. So really understand, no one explained that to me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to lean down and then I was going to look that way. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Here I am. I'm shredded. I had no idea the hunger and how intense that would be. The low energy, that's another thing because your body fat's so low. So it's first of all, if you're going to go in it, go in it with wide eyes, really understanding and understanding that science, that what's going on with your body. Then having a coach who can reverse diet you out and reverse dieting is kind of just like it sounds. It's where you slowly back out of that fat loss plan and add back in calories. But I find that is the time when women can get off track. That's that's the time when I got off track. It takes amazing discipline. It's almost easier to get ready for the stage than it is to do that reverse diet because it's not sexy. It's not fun. You're you're putting back on body fat, which messes with your with your mind. And so yeah. really understanding. So if a woman's had an eating disorder, you know, being very, very careful going into that window, into that uh, window of fat loss, because that, like I said, you're not going to look that shredded way all of the time. You know, you're going to look, you know, you're going to have a healthy amount of body fat. So I, I think just really understanding having a coach who has gone through the process themselves and can help you back that out. 100% because the psychological, I think, is the part that, you know, a lot of people don't really understand is, you know, you do look amazing. You're on stage and you're, you know, you're doing all the poses that show the deep, deep definition and, and you've worked hard. And so you've hit, hit your goal or come close to your goal. And now you kind of see it slowly just kind of fading away. And, and but although for some people, to your point, you know, they will, gorge because they're not ready for the aftermath. And that is, you know, both physically and psychologically, um, you know, challenging. Um, And I have seen so many people gain 15, 20 pounds within a week after, after these shows and trying to get them to come back to like, let's try to find a very steady, you know, 
gentle way of nurturing yourself back to whatever your baseline should be. Um, but there's also the, like the scale, right? So the scale's going up and psychologically that's bad. So I'm so glad that you talked about reverse dieting and making sure you can work with a coach that understands that and has walked that walk and say, and this is what worked for me. You know, having that relatability, I think is crucial. Oh, so crucial. And then I should mention too, I've worked with a nurse practitioner for over 10 years now on balancing hormones. And so when you take your body fat, obviously down to that level, you know, things like thyroid can suffer. You can, you can have hypothyroidism, especially if you're on an ultra low carb or keto style of diet. Mm -hmm. And so working also with a medical practitioner that understands hormones and women's hormones and can help you keep things in balance. So for those um, that are, that are tuning in today, what are a few of the, and, and I'll speak specifically to the peri, the menopausal, the postmenopausal community, because I don't think there's enough out there in terms of information for this group of people in particular. Um, for that group of people, what are a few things they can do? You know, we just had New Year's. What are a few things that they can do to get started to prioritize their health, but also be realistic about what this journey is going to look like for them? Mm, such a good question, Colleen. So, I mean, first of all, strength training, because putting on that muscle, it is, and I, and I failed to mention this earlier, it becomes a sink for that excess blood glucose. That blood glucose has to have a place to go. Those carbs need a place to go. And when you have muscle, you, that's where it's going to go. That blood sugar is going to go through the muscle. So very, very important from a longevity standpoint. We don't wanna be frail. We don't wanna be weak. And so having that quality muscle is so, so important. Now, with that said, it doesn't mean hitting the gym seven days a week and being in there two hours a day. I, I have women on plans that are two to three days a week. I have women doing workouts that are, you know, 30 to 45 minutes just at home with bands and dumbbells. So it doesn't have to be, okay, I'm going to drive to the gym and do all of the things. Um, but I say incorporate at least a couple of days uh, per week, full body, if you're going to do just two days per week. Uh, if you are new to strength training, I would recommend hiring a trainer, somebody who can walk you through the form just so you don't injure yourself. And then slowly getting that quality protein in, just those two things alone. Sometimes we're really focused on fat loss and we need to be focused on the muscle and yes. gaining muscle because that is going to give us the body composition that we want. That's going to increase our metabolism so that we can eat more. I, I want to eat more. I love food and I, and I love <laughs> carbohydrates. And so I'm going to lift the, the rest of my life because it's, it's, you know, gives you that, that freedom. So I would say those two pieces, but then also looking at the sleep, quality of sleep is mm -hmm. so important. There is no getting healthy. There is no losing body fat. There's not even really putting on quality muscle without that sleep. It's that is, it is so crucial. And I can back everything you're saying up. One of the things 
I, I did a Peloton ride the other day. And so sometimes I'll do interval and arm rides. So that's, you know, maybe five or six minutes of a high intensity ride. And then we do say three or four minutes of, of, um, arms and then back to the riding back to the arms. Right. So sometimes I'll do rides like that. I did one the other day with Tunde, and I'm not sure if you have a Peloton, but if anybody has a Peloton, they know who Tunde is. Her arms are like, you know, and she's jacked. Um, but <laughs> we had these three pound weights and I can tell you, cause I have done, you know, CrossFit and heavy dumbbell work and barbell work, right? To hold a three pound weight out straight for like a solid minute is one of the most painful things I think I've ever done in my entire life, including childbirth. Like, do not <laughs> worry so much about the tools that you have. You can make create shape and you can create tone and, and hit those goals with just about anything. And that three pound weight, I'm laughing as I'm doing it, knowing that I know it's going to hurt, but still laughing that this little tiny three pound weight literally has control over my emotions right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I used to teach group fitness and I remember having ladies pick up like little one pounders and do the little arm circles and everybody just screaming at me by the end of the segment. Yeah. But in the beginning, they're like, oh, there's only a one pound. You're like, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Give it <laughs> a little bit wait. of time. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You bring up an important point, though, Colleen, because, uh, you know, lifting heavy, yes, that that is, that is how you can stimulate muscle. And we, we hear that advice, especially in social media. Mm -hmm. But I have blown discs in my back. So I cannot, there's certain things I cannot do anymore. I cannot go in and heavy deadlift. I cannot put a bar on my back. I'm asking for, for trouble with that. And I know a lot of women, we get to 50 and there's knee problems, there's hip issues, there's joint issues. It's, it happens. And so that might not always be possible to do very, very heavy lifts. And so there has to be other ways to stimulate. It's really about stimulating that muscle synthesis and taking it to failure. And there's more than one way to do that. I'm so glad you said that too, because it's true. We begin to break down in certain areas and there are ways to work with and around that to still hit your goals. So Carol, thank you so much. I want to encourage folks to visit your website. There is a wealth of information on there. Um, Carol Cavino, thank you so much. Oh, Colleen, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed our conversation. And that was another episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters. <laughs>